Alright folks, how you doing? Welcome back to the True Results 303 podcast. Once again, I am Russell, your host. I want to thank you for tuning in and spending your time with me. Your time is a valuable resource and I hope that the things that I talk about are helping you on your journey. And hopefully it's going to help you become a better leader, not only in your own life, trying finally leading, but also actually giving you the opportunity to lead those around you. So today's podcast is going to be just about short stories that can change your life. So I've started making some YouTube videos about this. So now I'm just going to kind of just say them all real quick and hopefully they'll give you something to pray about, meditate about, or just contemplate in your own daily life. Something maybe you can end the day with, maybe at lunch if you're just having a bad time. So the first one, I've only actually talked about this one a few times. I'm horrible at telling this story, but I heard it from Father Larry Richards, a Catholic priest. And this one is going to be, you know, about not being able to let go of things within life. So there was once a man from Crete, and he passed away. So he's waiting to get into heaven, or at least the ju- you know the judgment of God. So ju- God comes out, starts talking to him, tells him he's going to let him into heaven. God notices, though, that he's clenching his hand. So God asks the man from Crete, well, what's in your hand? And he says, this is a piece of Crete. I've got a handful of the dirt from Crete. This is the greatest gift you've ever given me. I love Crete with all my heart. God looks at him and he goes, well, you can't come in with that. You've got to let that go. Your hand's dirty. Can't come in. The man from Crete looks at God and says, Well, this is the greatest gift you've ever given me in my life. I love it so much. I refuse to let it go. God looks at him and tells him, Well, then to tell you the truth, you cannot come in unless you let it go. God turns around, walks back into heaven. Next day, Jesus comes out. Looks at the man from Crete. He's like, What are you waiting for? How come you haven't came in yet? He said, Well, God said I couldn't come in with this handful of Crete, the dirt from Crete. The greatest gift that you have ever given me. You love me so much you gave me this gift. I love it with all my heart. And Jesus looks at him and goes, well, yeah, you can't come in with that. You have to let it go. Let it go. Come on in. Everybody's waiting. He says, well, I refuse to let it go. And he goes, well, you heard him. You heard heard the father. You, You can't come in then. So as the night passes, the man from Crete sits there and he stares and he's looking at the sand and it's slowly falling out of his hand in between his fingers no matter how tight he holds on to it it's slowly he's slowly losing it next morning child Jesus comes out says what are you doing everybody's waiting for you they keep asking about you why don't you come in he says these last few grains of sand in my hand this is Crete this is the greatest gift that you had ever given me and you're telling me I have to let it go in order to come into heaven and I don't think that's right you gave it to me And I love it. He looks at him and he goes, Well, that's right. You can't come in. He's like, I can see right now you are slowly losing it and it's going to be gone anyways. Why are you going to give up the chance to go to heaven on something that's just going to 
soon be gone. Man from Crete looks at his hand and he decides just to drop those last few grains of sand of Crete, wipes his hands together. Child Jesus looks at him and says, Come home. Everybody's been waiting for you. Opens the gates and it's the most beautiful scene of Crete that he had ever seen in his life. So he walks into his home with God. Once again, I think that's just a short story that lets us know that we have to let go of things sometimes, you know, for, for the greater good. And understanding what is truly best for us is sometimes we have to let go. We just have to understand that the people, the circumstances, whatever it may be, came into our life for a reason. Let's learn from these lessons and then let's move forward. Next is going to be the one man, two buckets. So an old man gets a new bucket. He has a new bucket and an old bucket. Every day he walks about half a mile to water his garden on top of this hill. So in the morning he fills up both buckets, his old one and his new one. His old one has some holes in it. So as they're walking, they're walking up, you know, the old guy's just kind of whistling, praying, meditating as he walks up to the top of this hill. As he gets to the top of the hill, his old bucket's only about half full. He waters his plants. The new bucket's full, of course, because it's brand new. Waters the plants, he walks back down. Does this for about a week or two. Finally, they're walking back up. The old bucket starts talking to the old, the new bucket starts talking to the old bucket. Look at you, bucket. By the time we ever even get to the top, you're already half empty. You're not even doing anything good. He's like, we get to the top. They get to the top. He's like, look at all these flowers. Look at all this fruit. Look at all the food here. I'm the one who does most of the work for this. You, you just tag along. You don't even do nothing. They turn away to walk back down. The new bucket's still haggling the old bucket. Finally, the old man says, hey, new bucket. Look at this path we're walking. Did you ever notice the path? Or are you just too busy talking? There's beautiful flowers and shrubs and everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's beauty. And he goes, this is why I carry the old bucket with me. As we walk to the top, he waters our path. So not only when we get to the top do we have all that beauty, also as we walk the path, there's beautiful flowers and trees and plants for us to look at as well. So once again, the moral of the story is just, you know, we all have a purpose. No matter where we're at in life, we have a purpose. The good, the bad, the ugly, there are... Everybody has a purpose. Everybody in your life. And hopefully that is just another story that you yourself can contemplate on, pray about, and just hopefully understand ways in your life you don't really acknowledge or, you know, see the beauty in every single opportunity that comes our way. This one's going to be for... Fatherhood, maybe parenting your children. This one says, little Jason was returning home later and later each afternoon from school. His father lectured him on punctuality, but it made little impact on the boy. Finally, he told Jason, next time you come home late, you can expect bread and water for supper. Sure enough, the next night, Jason was late. When he sat down for supper, he was stunned. 
On his plate was a single slice of bread. Jason saw that his father meant business. When the punishment had sunk in fully, Jason's father gave him his own full plate and took Jason's single slice of bread. That was all Jason's father ate that night. Years later, Jason said that what his father did that night taught him the most eloquent way what Jesus did for the human race 2,000 years ago. So hopefully that little story right there might give you an understanding or a new way to go about teaching your children lessons. You know, a great thing I've always heard is we've got to stop finding ways to punish our children and we need to use the ways that they mess up in life as a teachable moment or the way we see other people having struggles in life, use those as teachable moment, moments instead of punishable moments. So here's another one that could be a parenting, mainly for the fathers as well. I'll never forget the day I saw my boy trudging home in the driving rain. Mark's clothing was drenched and his hair was plastered against his head. I opened the door and he looked up at me with a little smile, his face red from the cold. Hi, Daddy said. You're home early. Mark, you know, if you'd ride your bike home, you'd get home faster. He looked at me rather sheepishly. I know, Dad. I was puzzled. Well, son, if you know, why didn't you do it? Then he hung his head, and I felt like crawling under the table. He had told me several times before that his bike had a flat tire. He could have said that someone promised him, promised to help him, but never did. But he didn't. What he said, what he did say, remains printed indelibly on this dad's heart. I know how busy you are, and I just didn't want to bother you with it again. I wasn't too busy, just too selfish. Selfish. A bike tire was just one more addition to a long to-do list. But for Mark, it meant more than a walk home in the rain. It meant trusting his father to meet his every need. I'm sure glad my Heavenly Father doesn't forget. He knows about my flat tires. He knows about the things that matter most to me. And this is adapted from the book, God Works the Night Shift. Mark Mell, M-E-H-L. So once again, I think it's just another way we need to realize that it's not always about us and the things that we do in life. It's about helping others. I think that's another one that we tend to forget a lot about and hopefully it's something that we ourselves can overcome i just i just posted something on twitter let me see if i can find it i actually just heard it i was listening to a homily from once again father larry richard and it said the spiritual life is not about focusing on ourselves but the forgetting of ourselves so I think that kind of works really well with that little short story. There's another, there's two more. Let me see if I can find this other one since unfortunately I did not mark it. But I'll go with this one anyways. This one says, There was a little boy with a bad temper. His father gave him a bag of nails and told him that every time he lost his temper to hammer a nail in the back fence. The first day the boy had driven 37 nails into the fence. Then it gradually dwindled down. He discovered it was easier to hold his temper 
than to drive those nails into the fence. Finally, the day came when the boy didn't lose his temper at all. He told his father about it, and the father suggested that the boy now pull out one nail for each day that he could hold his temper. The days passed, and the young boy was finally able to tell his father that all the nails were gone. The father then led him to the fence. He said, You have done well, my son, but look at the holes in the fence. The fence will never be the same. When you say things in anger, they leave a scar, just like this one. You can put a knife in a man and draw it out. It won't matter how many times you say I'm sorry, the wound is still there. A verbal wound is as bad as a physical one. So once again, I think that one as well is self-explanatory. You know, it's, it's just understanding that we have more power or responsibilities than we will ever know. And unfortunately, once again, you know, we just seem to neglect that or misunderstand how important we really are in not only molding ourselves, but molding and leading those around us. So I hope that one as well is just something that you can meditate, contemplate, and pray with. And hopefully it can give you a better understanding of yourself and the role that you have in this world. So here is the last one I'm going to go with. The carpenter hired to restore an old farmhouse had just finished a rough day on the job. A flat tire made him lose an hour of work. His electric sock quit. And now his old pickup truck refused to start. While I drove him home, he sat in stony silence. Upon arriving, he invited me to meet his family. And he walked towards the door. As he walked towards the door, he paused briefly at a small tree, touching the tips of the branches with both hands. When opening the door, he underwent an amazing transformation. His tanned face was withered in smiles, and he hugged his two children and gave his wife a kiss. Afterwards, he walked me to the car. He passed the tree, and my curiosity got the better of me. I asked him about what I had seen him do earlier. Oh, that's my trouble tree, he replied. I know I can't help having troubles on the job, but one thing's for sure. Troubles don't belong in the house with my wife and children. So I just hang them on the tree every night when I come home. Then in the morning, I pick them up again. Funny thing is, he smiled, when I come out in the morning to pick them up, there aren't nearly as many as I remember hanging up the night before. An unknown author. So once again, you know, I think this one just kind of relates to that topic of don't take your problems to work, don't bring your problems from work home. And a lot of things can actually change and your life and the life of those around you will be ten times better when we are able to actually do this. So once again, there we go, folks. Just some short stories that I hope will help you on your journey in life. And like I said, just something to pray, meditate, excuse me, meditate and contemplate about on your daily journey to self-mastery. I think if we use these small little short stories, they can help us greatly. It might kind of seem foolish, but... You know, I, I truly believe that. So once again, I hope all this helps. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+. The podcast is out there as well. 
True Results 303 T R U Results R E S U L T S 303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you're on iTunes, go ahead and leave a comment, a review. Let people know what you think of it. Let me know what you think of it, good or bad. I know they say if you actually leave a, a comment and a review, then it slowly will move up the charts. I would appreciate it greatly. So, once again, I hope this information is helping you. Thank you for tuning in and stay tuned for the next episode.